Welcome in to Back and Forth Fantasy Football Edition, as promised from yesterday's episode. Today, it's all about the fantasy football, so you know, get your mock drafts out, pencil our picks in, because, uh, well, we, we're pretty much professionals at this, I would say, Joe. I mean, it's again, pretty. It's a pretty competitive again, league. Not so much you, but maybe, I mean, maybe more me, because, again... Who won the uh, Who won the division last year? That's great, but you got to the same round that I did. In the okay, playoffs. well, I got screwed by bad officiating in the Rams game and my starting quarterback deciding to uh, get injured in the first quarter. That's, that's that's fair. I'm gonna pass the blame. I'm never gonna just say I probably should have put out a better lineup that week. It's always easier just to blame it on something else. Blame the Henums, as we like yeah, to say. Blame Jack. Jack's just the. <laughs> He's the scapegoat for everything. So anything that goes wrong in the league is is Jack Hennem's fault. Well, Will too, because he's the commissioner. So yeah, if something, well, goes, wrong yeah. with, if something well, goes wrong with the if, league. If Will wins it again this year, because let me just say this, <laughs> he made the he made the championship the first year, mm-hmm. lost. He made it the second year, he won. If he makes the championship the th- a third straight year, full on investigation. That's a yeah. That's a little that's a little suspicious. You're the league commissioner and you've made three straight championships in the three years of the league existence. Hashtag crooked commission. Yeah, he's. We might have to start looking into a few things. Uh, all fun and games though. A definitely competitive league, but we appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm your host Statmat here with Joey G. On back and forth. Let's dive right into it. So, I think a lot of people have been pondering this choice in their drafts for probably weeks on end and that's who you take in the first round let me start by saying this i think it depends on where you're picking in your first round and it depends on how many teams you have in your league if you have like say we'll use our league for example we have 10 teams in our league i think if you're in the first half that anywhere from well in our case we can't pick one because dom's got that spot locked up but if we're two through five let's say I, I would start by saying... You want to tell him what uh, Dom's record was last year? He didn't win a single game, guys, <laughs> in the regular season. Not one. Not one. Didn't win at all. He Every went one week. and two in the consolation bracket. In the though. consolation bracket, but in the regular season... You got to win there. He went like 13 or 14 straight weeks in a row of losing. I think his closest game was like, what, a 18-point loss? Oh, yeah. These weren't just like close losses. Competitive. No, it was like getting blown out. Like If you saw Dom on the schedule... It was a win. It was a, yeah, it was a Mark W. You could put the backups in if you wanted to and probably still win. Uh, for those that may not know, as of right now, this is our, our, we are in a two-quarterback league. I say that, though, because we may be changing the format in the, in the near future. Yeah. Um, so we'll give you our advice based off of a two-quarterback league. It's a very league. serious league we're in, if you can't tell. Oh, we're having, like, full-on board meetings. I mean, uh, <laughs> we may as well be the NFL at this point. I think we're more organized. Than Absolutely. The NFL. I mean, pff, come on. For for one, we don't have Roger Goodell as a yeah. commissioner. That that's a starting point. Um, all jokes aside, we'll give you our advice based off a of two quarterback league. But again, this can vary depending on your format of your league. Um, but for me, if I'm in the top five of first round, I take a quarterback automatically week round one because in my theory. In a two-quarterback league, you have to get quarterback two quarterbacks, with a, I would say, within the first three, four rounds at the latest. You have to lock those up. In a two-quarterback league, we saw this last year, quarterbacks were basically everything. If you had two good quarterbacks, the rest of your team could be middle of the pack position-wise, and you would still be okay. 
So if you're in that top five and say a guy like Josh Allen falls to you, let's say, you know, Patrick Mahomes is taken, you know, second behind or McCaffrey or flip flopped. And the next best available quarterback is, let's say, Josh Allen. I think you fire on Josh, Josh Allen round one. I don't think it's a bad option. Josh Allen has a big arm. He's improved his game. And the difference between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, I think that gap has shrunk uh, compared to where it was a couple years ago. So for me, if, if you see a guy like Josh Allen, um, if you want to go more mobile quarterback, Lamar Jackson isn't a bad idea, but I do think taking him – Front half of the first round is a little bit of a stretch. I wouldn't take him first round. He doesn't have yeah. a lot of good. It's not a knock on him. They don't have a lot of good uh, receiving options there in Baltimore right. for him. But if, most of his points are going to be coming from throwing the ball. And there's a, usually a tier of quarterbacks that if you see them, they're about the first, the top three, top four type of quarterbacks. If they're available, you're going to fire on them. Yeah. Um, so definitely if you're in a two-quarterback league, Take a quarterback in the front half of your draft if you can. And and also pay attention to how the rest of your your league's going to draft. If the rest of your league isn't taking quarterback and they're going running back heavy, right receiver heavy, even better to fire on a quarterback. If quarterbacks are flying off the shelves and let's say you're in the back half of your first round, I would entertain maybe taking a running back or a receiver. You always pay attention to how your league is drafting. Here's my one caveat. If you're in a one-quarterback league, I don't draft quarterback right away, and I may wait a few rounds to look at a quarterback. Be- I don't know. I mean, I feel like if if I had the number one pick right now, I would probably take Patrick Mahomes. Over Christian McCaffrey. Yes. Well, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is a great running back, but I can't count on him to stay healthy. I agree a with full you. Year. Well, yeah. I, I mean, would take I would take Derrick Henry over Christian McCaffrey. You know, that's I mean, true. De- yeah. I, I would consider taking Derrick Henry maybe one overall. But as of right now, I would take Patrick Mahomes because I know Mahomes can stay healthy, uh, knock on wood, for the majority of the season. Just do that. And then uh, (laughs) uh, you look at Derrick Henry as well, who's also been able to stay healthy, knock on wood again. And Christian McCaffrey, this will be his, what, fourth season in the NFL, third season? Mm -hmm. He has not really had a a full healthy season. I think last year he played six or seven games, if that. Um, So I, I wouldn't really take him. If I was in the top five, if if he fell on my lap around eight nine, which I don't think will happen in any league, uh, I would probably roll the dice and take him then. But top five wise, I would I would stay away from Christian, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I, I I'd agree there. If you have the number one pick in a two quarterback league, if you're not taking quarterback at that spot, you sh- you should probably consider leaving the league at that point because. Well, I mean, they, like I said, Derrick Henry is not a bad option. But in a two quarterback league, oh, two quarterbacks with yeah. the number one yeah. pick, yeah. I mean. Yeah, in a one-quarterback league, I don't hate a Derrick Henry as the number one pick because, like I said, in a one-quarterback league, you don't necessarily need to prioritize the quarterback right away. You can wait a couple of rounds to look at the quarterback. Right. And, I mean, you might even be able to wait up until round, say, six or seven. If your league's going pretty heavy running back, right receiver, I would hold off on wait, on drafting a quarterback. Um, as long as you're getting anywhere in the top, I would say, eight to ten quarterbacks, you're probably okay waiting if you see a receiver or running back, even a tight end, that's really good, and you don't want to pass up on them. In a one-quarterback league, that's that's. I think you can get away with that. In a two-quarterback league, even a super flex league, I would consider that more under the two-quarterback league because, for those that don't know, a super flex, you can use a quarterback in that position. That is, hence why they're calling it the super flex, is under a normal flex, you would only usually be 
usually be able to use running back, receiver, tight end. Super flex, you can use quarterback, running back, tight end, receiver. So you have a lot of options on your super flex, but that's, in my eyes, more of a glorified second quarterback. Um, It just gives fantasy owners a little bit more leeway and freedom as far as what they do with that position. Right. And even if if you're in a two-quarterback league and you want to take Derrick Henry or Christian McCaffrey or uh, a running Dalvin Cook, uh, number one overall, there are good quarterbacks I think you can take in the second or third round that will still help you. Mm-hmm. Like I think Dak Prescott could, in some leagues, fall into the second round. I think so. And I would take Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott, if he can recover from his injury, he's going to have a phenomenal this. He has CeeDee Lamb at his disposal. He has Ma- uh, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, and out of the backfield he has Ezekiel Elliott and uh, Tony Pollard. Those are two great two great options in his backfield, and then on top of that, he's got three great receivers who all can make a case for being pro bowlers this upcoming year. And CeeDee Lamb had a fantastic—I believe he won Offensive Rookie of the Year, did he not? Yeah, and with Dak, I would even make the case, if you have, the, let's say, in a 10-team league, if you're pick 9 or 10 in the first round and you want to take running yeah. back, take running back because you're probably going to have either the next pick after or, like, you know, one, one pick, pick break. and then it would be you— as long as the one pick in front of you doesn't take Dak, like you can get running back, and then you can come back with Dak in the second round. Yeah, and then even in the third round, someone who could potentially fall in the third round again in some leagues, not all leagues, is Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill That's had a not a bad re- option. He had a great. He was on. He was on my team last year, and he had a really good season. Uh, he was pretty consistent, and I think he's gonna have another good this good year this year. Now having. Julio Jones added to his wide receiving core. That's probably another team. Dallas and Tennessee have are probably neck and neck in terms of uh, wide receiver cores. I mean, you can make the argument for both on which one is better. And uh, I, either one of those two options, I think, both of those guys could fall to the second or third round, and I, I would take those guys. If you want to take Derrick Henry, which is really hard to pass up on, because last year Henry, it took him about – I kind of regret trading him. It was really stupid. It took him about – two to four games to kind of get into a rhythm. And then after, like, week five, he was putting up, what, 25 points plus a game for your fantasy teams? So, I mean, that might happen again this year, but nothing less. Derrick Henry's going to get into a rhythm at some point this year. And once he does, you're going to want him on your team. And Ryan Tannehill and Dak Prescott, those guys could fall in your lap in the second or third round. And those are good options. That's, like, a good big three to have, in my opinion. Ryan Tannehill, Dak Prescott, and Derrick Henry. Couldn't agree more. Another guy that maybe you want to take a look at, he doesn't get talked about as much because of the other running backs in that tier, Aaron Jones. It could be a guy you look at a little bit, maybe it's a fourth or fifth round option, but if nobody's really paying attention, Aaron Jones is a solid option. I remember I had him on my fantasy team uh, last year. He had some really impressive games with the Packers, and he's got big play potential where he can really get loose and he can – get free for, you know, 50, 60 type, you know, 60 yards, uh, big play touchdowns. And Aaron Jones, I think, is going to be pretty vital because I look at the dynamic of the Packers. I don't see Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball 40 times a game. You're Mm. going to have to lean a little bit on the run game. I don't know. I mean, I could see it, sure. Aaron Rodgers throws 40 times a game. When you have someone like Adams. Aaron's also getting older. Devontae Adams, a little bit older. Not as old as Aaron, but definitely creeping up. You're going to need to, late in games, control the clock and win games. Uh, We saw the Packers have a little bit of trouble with late game strategy last season. 
if you're ahead by seven, ten points, you're going to need a solid running game to lean on. And I think that's where Aaron Jones can come play a big factor. Again, it's a, it's like a fourth or fifth round pick. If he's sitting there in the fourth or fifth round, I think you you probably use a pick on him. It's not a terrible option. He's going to be the number one starter in Green Bay. He'll get the bulk of the workload. And it's a guy that I think doesn't get talked about enough, but yet can have an impact on your fantasy team if he's if he's picked at the right spot. Don't don't use your number one pick on him by any means. But like I said, if you're picking in the fourth round and for whatever reason your league has just gone, you know, receiver heavy or quarterback heavy and they're not really paying it to paying attention to what running back, not a bad option. He'd probably give you about 15, 20 points a game or 20 points a week. I mean, yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that. I know one running back that I probably will stay away from this year actually, I guess two maybe unless I just need someone at the flex position and this sounds crazy but it's going to be Josh Jacobs. Ooh. And I say it for the reason of they got Kenyon Drake this year and I feel like they're going to use those guys. I mean, do you not do you, evenly, but Kenyon Drake is going to take away a lot of touches and uh receiving options away from uh Josh Jacobs this year. I personally would stay away from Josh Jacobs. I think they're really going to rely on the run game and those two running backs this year with not having uh, many great receiving options other than Darren Waller. And I really think, I mean, it could work out well if it's like a flex thing. Again, it all depends on how big your league is. If you're like in a 10 to 12-man league, um, obviously you're going to, like there were some guys on all of our teams last year where we're probably like, you know, this guy sucks, but I just, I need we, someone. We to, were trying to fill a roster. Spot. Yeah, we we're trying to fill a roster spot. So obviously those are great options, clearly, either uh, Josh Jacobs or Kenyon Drake. But if you're like in a six to 10 man league, maybe, I don't know. I think me personally, unless, like I said, unless he falls into my lap at some point where he, like we're like in the seventh round and he's just sitting there or sixth round and he's just sitting there, I'm going to stay away from Josh Jacobs because they're going to be sharing the ball a lot and. I think Drake's going to be taking away a few touches uh, from Josh Jacobs. I mean, you look at Darren Waller on the Raiders. He's not a running back, but a tight end. Darren Waller is a no-brainer because that's going to be Derek Carr's number one uh, receiving option. Uh, but in terms of running backs, I'd probably, if you're in a smaller league, I'd probably stay away from those guys. Yeah, and one piece of strategy, I mean, I've been talking to a couple people that I know they do like paid leagues, and they're like pretty hardcore fantasy players. Yeah. A lot of, and somebody brought up the point of, because they always they asked me. I said in the previous years, have you drafted two quarter or two defenses and two kickers? I was like, yeah, you know, you have one for a backup. He's like, you wasted two picks. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, in reality, you only need one kicker and one defensive um, special teams. Use those other two picks for a receiver or running back depth to fill out. Especially if you have like in our league, two running backs, two receivers, two or yeah, two flexes and a super flex. That's a lot of different positions right there that you have to fill out at the running back receiver position. Have a little bit of extra depth. And really, if you look at it, the defense and the kicker aren't producing a whole lot of points. And if you need to find one for a bye week, they're pretty readily available on the waiver wire. Well, you're just going to have to you're going to have to wave someone to make those spots up. That's true. <laughs> But unless like, I mean, the defense like but like if the defense is good and the kicker is good, you're not going to waive those two. No. Like if they suck, then maybe. But like there's always well, there is always that one player that you're like, did I really reach on this type of guy? Was it worth the pick? Maybe you look at waving something like that. Right. I don't know. Uh, The nice thing is, is usually your defense 
doesn't have isn't listed as an injured roster player right compared to like a quarterback or a running back a kicker uh, every now and then but not all that common but it it was just an interesting strategy i'd never really thought of and i'm like you know it kind of makes sense especially if you're in a league that you know a lot of your points are coming off of running backs receivers and even tight ends and there's some decent ones available that brings me up to the next transition point what, what, let's look at some sweepers. So you're getting late into the draft, and you're like, man, wh- where do I go here? I mean, we're, we're getting down to the last four or five picks. I know two of them are probably going to be a kicker and a, a defensive special teams. Um, so if you're getting into that point, Joey, who are you looking at or targeting as far as maybe a sleeper late in the draft? Well, I think, for one, I don't think a lot of people really know who's going to break out that late. Like okay. 20 rounds in, I don't really think. You know, anyone knows they're really going to get a gem. But, like, I can go maybe, like, 7th to 11th round or somewhere in that ballpark. Um, I think he had a great year last year, uh, Brandon Ayuk, with the uh, uh, San Francisco 49ers. Again, he was another player that was on my fantasy team. And once he started getting a little more comfortable in the offense, um, he started getting a whole lot more touches. And there were a few games where he was giving me 20-plus points. Another one that I'd kind of put a question mark on here is uh, Jamar Chase. And I say it for the reason of, <laughs> again, is, is Joe Burrow going to have enough time to throw the football for one? Uh, but, you know, jokes aside, they those two obviously have a great chemistry for from playing a whole season together at LSU and winning the national title. And I think that's going to translate over to um, the NFL with the Cincinnati Bengals. So Jamar Chase is another guy I keep my eye on. Gaskin with the uh, Miami Dolphins had another good solid season last year. I mean, he's not a top five maybe not even a top 10 running back but he's a consistent when you're getting late into the draft he's a consistent 12 to 16 points per game guy and he'll have a couple games you know where he's going to go out and get 20 point uh 20 points plus kareem hunt is another good solid option uh nick chubb has his fair amount of injuries that he deals with going throughout the season and even when nick chubb is healthy uh there are games where kareem hunt is getting a fair amount of touches like there were plenty of games where uh hunt would give me 11 to 15 points while nick chubb uh was in the game out there playing another sleeper option again not really a sleeper but i just mentioned him a little while ago ryan Tannehill. i feel like in a lot of leagues for some reason he's gonna fall into the third or fourth round i mean he went he wasn't as established last year but i think he fell like into the eighth or ninth round in our league last season and again he has a fantastic wide receiving core that's going to make his job a lot easier and he also has a great running back to take the pressure off of him um and kind of let the offense catch their breath and let just derrick henry run the ball for four or five plays straight i think ryan Tannehill is going to be a great option at quarterback if you see him on the board and he's the best quarterback available i think it's a no-brainer uh you just have to take unless like if it's a two quarterback lead um you got to take ryan Tannehill. i think other sleepers mm, I mean, again, I don't. Henry Ruggs might be. Again, I kind of just said stay away from most Raider players, but Henry Ruggs has the potential. He has the speed, definitely, to be a a great wide receiver. Um, he has a few comparisons to Tyreek Hill uh, in terms of it, the speed aspect of his game. But I just didn't see, other than like two or three good breakout plays, I just didn't see a whole lot from Henry Ruggs uh, last season, and. I don't know what we're going to see from him this year, but if we can get what we saw at Alabama, obviously, 
Henry Ruggs might be someone come ninth or 10th or 11th round that you may want to roll the dice on. Yeah. So when I think about this, I've been, even this week, you know, running a couple mock drafts. And a guy that I've been seeing pop up consistently in the latter rounds is a guy like Brandon Ayuk for the 49ers. And people may go, really? You want to? I mean, the Niners. Can't believe we both said his name right. By the way, yeah, Brandon Ayuk. We butcher names. Um, and I. And the only reason I think I probably got his name right was I, I, he probably at one point was on my team last year, so it, it made sense to get his name right. Anyway, uh, staying on track here, I, I think a guy like Brandon Ayuk's going to see a lot of touches. If you look how Kyle Shanahan's offense is constructed for the Niners, it's very run heavy. It's kind of something we had alluded to a little bit. Uh, in some previous episodes, that Trey Lance could probably start in that offense. And the reason I say that is because it doesn't demand a whole lot out of the quarterback. You're you're not asking your quarterback to throw it 30 times a game. You may not even be asking him to throw it 20 times a game, for that matter. It's very jet sweep, running. I, I think Brandon Ayuk, if you find him later in the latter rounds, it's not a bad idea to take him. And another 49er player, while I'm at that same juncture, that is going to be a rookie this year, he's probably going to uh, split some carries. But Trey Sermon, I, I really look at a guy like Trey Sermon. He was a very talented runner at Ohio State. I think him and Moser are going to be splitting carries. Now, again, this is a latter round pick, so you're probably not going to get a whole lot of points out of Trey Sermon because he is going to have to split those carries. But if you're if you're getting down to a, a spot where, you know, maybe your best running back option is David uh, David Singletary or something like that for the Bills, I probably go a little bit deeper and say take Trey Sermon because you know he's probably going to see some uh, some on the field time. Uh, Mostert's probably not going to have as many carries as he usually does, and Trey Sermon is one of those runners. If he gets going and gets into a rhythm, he can rack up the yards pretty quickly, and he's got the speed to break out through the tackles. So. It's a rookie, I get it, but again, this is this is a a, la- a ladder draft type of pick. So who knows how much time they're even going to see in your starting lineup? You know, maybe Trey Sermon only gets a few weeks here and there for a bi- for some a starter that may have a bye week. At least you have that depth, and you can go towards. Same thing with Brandon Ayuk. If you have if you're in a smaller league, let's say ten ten guys, there's a good chance Brandon Ayuk may be available you know, with, say, six or five picks left to go in your draft. I don't I don't hate picking up Brandon Ayuk to have him on the bench. I don't. I think that's a decent option, and it definitely gives you that added depth that I think you would need in either a one-quarterback league or a flex or a pretty heavy wide receiver running back flex league where I'll, that's where the bulk of your points are going to come from. Another guy um, I think is going to be a – somewhat of a sleeper this year that people should keep their eye on comes early second round even third round calvin ridley mm-hmm. i think calvin Ridley's gonna have it you know this because i know he was on your team for the, the first i love half me of the, some calvin yeah. ridley he was on the team uh on your team the first half of the season he's gonna be now the number one wide receiving option for yeah uh, the atlanta falcons and calvin Ridley is a, a really legit wide receiver and uh, i think he's gonna make a lot of noise this year and i think it's going to be an absolute steal if you can snag him in the, the second or third round, depending where he falls in your league. And in that same area of the draft, if you, I mean, it's a little bit of a reach, but I think it's, it may be worth looking at, depending on how your, your league drafts. I would look at the tight end spot for either round two or round three. The only tight end I'd take that early is either uh, 
Kelsey or Well, that's what I was getting to. If, you, if, if Kel- I would say either of these three guys are available, Kelsey, Waller, or Kittle. If you get any three of those, each any of those guys are available, yeah, second or third round is probably a decent idea to take them. Any, Only issue with Kittle is his health. Yeah, but you got to remember, any fourth pa- round, I'd yeah, if he falls in my lap in the fourth round, I'd take Kittle. But I, I mean, Waller any, and Kelsey are much safer options, I think. I would, yeah, I'd I'd probably say Kelsey or Waller, but even Kittle, the little passing that the 49ers probably will do will be a, a lot of dump off to Kittle, not very big plays down the field because we've seen this before. Like Jimmy Garoppolo is not airing it out very deep. I don't think Trey Lance is going to really air it out that deep. That's going to put Kittle in a lot more favorable spots to rack up receptions, particularly in a, a PB uh, points per reception league like we're in. That I think Kittle's a decent option because you know he might not get a lot of points, but he's going to get a, you know decent amount of receptions, nine, ten receptions a game possibly. Uh, depending on the the defense, uh, you know, like if it's late third round, I'd even be okay with Kittle. Uh, I mean, yeah, I I would probably wait to the fourth. But I mean, any, I, my, any, he's like McCaffrey. But I'm any, just too concerned about his health. I would say any if any other tight end outside of those three are available, mm, you probably wait on a tight end because there's yeah. not much of a difference between the fourth best tight end and the 10th best tight end if, as far as points per, you know. Because if those two are gone, you just wait till like, the 6th or 7th for, like, Mark Andrews or yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, again, there's not a huge gap between number 4 or number 10 or number 11 for tight ends. It, there's just not. So, And it's the same argument I make for the quarterback. Like, if you're sitting 4th or 5th in the first round and your league's going pretty heavy quarterback early on, uh, particularly in a one-quarterback league, there's not a whole lot of difference between a guy like Lamar Jackson and a guy like Ryan Tannehill points wise. They're they're going to give you around the same amount of points. The difference is Lamar Jackson might be taken earlier. You could probably get a guy like Ryan Tannehill a little bit later on and use some of those early picks for a guy like Dalvin Cook or a guy like uh, Devonte Adams or yeah Devonte is Devonte Adams for Green Bay that I'm thinking of. Yeah. Devonte Smith plays for uh, the Eagles. Eagles. I. I almost said Devontae Smith for Green Bay, but that would not have been right. Uh, but, yeah, no, a guy like Devontae Adams, uh, a pretty solid one receiver, a solid one running back, um, you could obviously look at those for early first-round picks if you don't want to necessarily take a quarterback early. Now, who are some guys you would stay away from that are compelling to take, that you know have like a lot of hype around them, or not even a lot of hype, but just guys in general that you would stay away from probably? It's going to sound crazy. He's probably going to get picked in the first two rounds of most drafts. Alvin Kamara. I'm not very sold on Alvin Kamara. He had a great year last year. Something just tells me that. He, some, had, like two, he had like three 40-point games, actually, I think. And it it makes perfect sense why he's going to have another good year this year. I mean, you, you look at the quarterback spot. It's not very solid for the Saints. They're, they're going to go between Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. So I understand how Kamara could have a big year, but something is just telling me that Kamara, he might be a little bit down as far as... And I'm not saying, like, don't ever draft this guy. I just am saying, like, if you have... I wouldn't use him... I may wait till the second round to draft Alvin Kamara. Now, granted, he's probably not available at the second round, but I'd probably wait a little bit for Alvin Kamara. I just think there's some better backs in... Especially if depending on where you're drafting in your league, uh, there was there are some some running backs I'd probably take before I take look at a guy like Alvin Kamara. Just 
I don't know. I've never really been all that sold with Alvin Kamara. I mean, he's a great he's a great running back. He gets you a lot of receptions. He can get you know carry the ball quite a bit. So in a PPR league, it may be worth looking at um, because he does get a lot of receptions. But I, I just don't know. I don't I don't like Kamara early. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a couple guys here. Odo Beckham Jr. for one. Yeah, he's coming off a was it ACL or Achilles? I believe Achilles. Some one of those injuries. Uh, again, that's. He's getting older. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be a really tough injury to recover from, uh, recover from, especially as a football player. And even if you take that out, since he's been traded to Cleveland, he's just not been a good fantasy player. Ever since he had the catch. Well, he he was good for New York when he was with I almost said the Knicks. <laughs> he was with the Giants. That too. Uh, <laughs> um, he was he was a fan you know a fantastic option to have on your wide receiving team because he was really one of the only options they had. But since he's been traded to uh, Cleveland, him and Baker Mayfield just don't exactly click. Uh, Jarvis Landry would probably be a better. Again, Jarvis Landry is probably another guy I would stay away from, but he's probably a better, a safer pick than uh, Odo Beckham Jr. But my big guy I would stay away from. He's gonna be a rookie this year. Matt, do you want to guess who it is? Yeah, uh, AFC East player. Uh, I think so. Who's the? You know, here's here's your hint. He was the number one pick. Okay. Uh, you, you definitely want to stay away then from Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. And That's AFC I, South. So right, yeah, right AFC right. South. I got my divisions mixed up. But I would stay away from Trevor Lawrence uh, for the main reason of I still think, and this sounds nuts, but some just tells me I think he's going to be a bust. Everyone hates me for that. Everyone comes after me for that. But um, even if he's going to be a solid player at some point, I don't like taking a starting rookie quarterback that's just going to be thrown out, you know, into the wild pretty much starting week one. It's it regardless of how good he's going to be in his career, it's going to be a rough rookie season for Trevor Trevor Lawrence. Not a whole lot down there in Jacksonville. The offensive line isn't necessarily the greatest. Um, again, his wide receiving options are meh. Um, he has a solid backfield, but other than that. Uh, Jacksonville is not going to be a playoff team this year. This is going to be like a four and thirteen, six and eleven team, and they're going to put a lot of pressure on Trevor Lawrence. Uh, a lot of defenses are throughout the season, and overall, I just think it's going to be a, a rough rookie year for him. There's going to be a couple games where he looks great, and you'll probably put up some a small amount of points, uh, but for the most part, he's going to have. I wouldn't even say similar to Joe Burrow because I, I mean I don't. I'm not saying he's going to get hurt or anything, but he's going to have just a lot of pressure thrown at him. And Joe Burrow had some really good games last year, but he also had some games where he was, like, giving six points or seven points. So uh, I would probably, again, stay away from Trevor Lawrence unless he falls into your lap, like, late, late, late in the draft. Then he's, like, a good backup option to have. But as a starting QB on your fantasy team, do not take Trevor Lawrence. Don't don't buy into the hype. It's, it's his rookie year. He's being thrown out there, and he does not necessarily have a good team uh, built around them in Jacksonville. There so, you have it. The I jury, was, the jury is stay out. Stay away from him. Joey's jury is out on Trevor Lawrence, um, but I, I think uh, Dom would be like, stay away from Justin Fields. He's a bad guy. He, he's not gonna do well. well. Well, even Fields, like he looks good, but I really, I really wouldn't take any rookie QBs this year to be my starting QB. Like it's, it's, it's gonna be a rough. They'll probably be available on the waiver wire. Yeah, I mean, like they might be a good. They're, they'll, like I said, there'll be weeks where 
they're playing a bad defense or just a bad team overall, and they'll, they'll look solid. Yeah. But just these rookie QBs that are being thrown out there, especially three or only three years of college. Like they're gonna get they're gonna get knocked on their ass a bunch of games, and that's just how it is. Reg- regardless of one's gonna be a bust or one's gonna be really good, it happens to most. Even Dak Prescott his rookie year is for the most part. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott and the whole running game and the offensive line, he was lucky he had good receiving options and he had a good running back and a great offensive line. But Dak Prescott looked like really rough his first six or seven games of the year. And even after that, uh, he still looked rough. So it it's just a part of it. Couldn't have said it better myself. There you have it. You have our sleepers, our top guys, everything in between. Go ahead, fill out those mock drafts, do the actual drafts for your fantasy leagues, And if you don't win your fantasy league, it's definitely not our fault. It's probably you. Yeah. (laughs) Shouldn't have listened to our advice. That was your first mistake. That's right. We we can give you the advice, but uh, we can't guarantee you're going to win. You know, take with your own risk. Yes. Um, But we do appreciate you guys tuning in to our fantasy football edition of Back and Forth. Just a reminder, you can catch us on air next, not for podcast, but for radio, on Monday night. From 6 to 7 p.m. on 91.5 The Rebel HD2. In the meantime, make sure you follow the social media for the show at BackforthPod on Twitter, at BackforthPodcast on Instagram. Joey is, at, is on those social media platforms at JoeyGuyEgos13. I am at MattRoustry925. Haven't messed those up yet, but give me time. It probably will happen. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll catch you on the radio Monday podcast edition coming back to you probably Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. And the hits keep on rolling. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll catch you all Monday.